Dixie cup will have to work, so I'm not going to make another pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really have you really have a high class operation out there, don't you? Well, Dirty refrigerator, boil like, pots. No. This is good. I mean, how interesting. We, we go through a lot of coffee. I mean, I'm sure that. Well, the guy that that does our coffee mess goes to goes to Costco once a week, and mm -hmm. he'll get two flats of three pound cans of coffee, and that only lasts a week. So that's what, like, twelve cans. So. Wow, how many people are drinking coffee? Oh, well, let's see. The building we're in is like centrally located on the the campus, which is very large. It's it's like 440 acres with uh, probably 50, 60 buildings, some of which are in excess of half a million square feet. And, you know, we, we kind of are in and out of all the different buildings. So I'd say probably on a given day, probably between like, like 30 and 50 people will wander through, you know. Wow. That ain't a lot of coffee. That's, yeah, it's well. In fact, in fact, uh, the it's uh, the uh, the the new coffee pot we got when we moved into the the building that we're currently occupied is is the kind you see in a restaurant with like a gallon and a half or two gallon decanter, the stainless mm -hmm. steel one. Mm -hmm. And and it always we always end up making at least two full things of of uh, coffee. So. All right. Well, I'll believe you. Uh, Don, were you one of the people, Tom in Milwaukee, talked to me about Nook, the, the uh, Barnes & Noble Nook book reader. Were you also in there? Are, are you using a Nook? I actually, well, since I've got an iPad, I use the, you know, the app for the iPad that's Okay. All right. Well, somebody somebody else had talked to me about it, but I guess it was mostly Tom, and he's got some information for me. I got a Nook for Christmas, and I am just so excited about this. So tomorrow I will do my Nook, and I have to do my um, my router. Oh gosh, because I messed that up. Patricia, I, person, it, I, I, it's a high it's a high tech day for Patricia. Tomorrow's a high tech day. It's mm -hmm. read the instructions day, is what it is. So I have. I have been I have been using the laptop anywhere in the apartment, but I don't have a router, so it was locking into somebody who was foolish enough not to protect the password. So he would lock the account, but it didn't make any difference because everybody could get his password. It was right there, and um, all I had to click was click access join, and I was up there. Well, apparently he changed his password because suddenly tonight. I didn't have any internet, so I had to move all of my stuff back into the office and be ready for the show. So tomorrow I have to set up my router. I mean, I've just kind of dragged my feet on that. So that's my high-tech day. And then I got a Nook for Christmas. Yay! Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that. So Tom is going to give me some heads up on where I can get the freebie books, and I can get them from the library, of course. And I believe I can import PDF files from my computer. So downloading anything in a Word document, I can save that Word document into PDF form. So I'm, I'm pretty cool with that. So I'm, I'm getting excited about that. The end. I, uh, so what's I, up? I, I'm, I'm presuming that it's Wi-Fi like everything else is. You just, you know, 
once you're weighed, even if since the nook is brand new, it won't have any kind of password. You're just going to have to get the two things. Oh, oh no, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm I was talking about two different things at the same time, and I didn't say new paragraph when I ran into something new. No, you do not need a password, um, I guess, unless you go to the Barnes & Noble site and you want to buy a book. Then you'll have to set up an account, I guess, but I don't need to do that because the reading material that I've got already is going to keep me a lot busy for a while. But it's just going to be nice to walk around and take this with me instead of stuffing a book in a corner and, and you know. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. So anybody who has a Nook or even a Kindle Give me a call and let me know what you're doing with it. So, so what's your weather out there today? Oh well, right now it's it's like about like 45 degrees. We actually had a halfway decent day today. It's like been the first day that it didn't like pour down rain. We had we had geez, there were there were a few days where it was just pouring like crazy and. And it didn't. Uh, it didn't get any colder than I think about like like thirty. But it's such a pain to have to go in and out, and when it's when it's raining really bad, and it causes all. Oh yeah. Problems. Oh, that's that's biting too. We're talking with Don in California. I, I have to remember to let people know more often who we're talking with. I know who you are, but maybe other people don't. They haven't been with us for a while. That's true. It's been it's been yeah. probably like a couple months, maybe in three months. It's been a while. Oh my goodness. I have I didn't been realize missing, it. though. But I've oh, been I've I've been places like where it wasn't practical to call and mm-hmm. um, and Oh, I'm glad you got um, to call tonight. What what have you added to your radio and antique collection lately? Oh, actually I'm trying to think of well. Not anything recently, and I haven't like found any any um, any transcriptions to speak of. I found a I get, did get a bunch of the say, um, the the Treasury Department ones, the um, the savings programs, and there's some uh-huh. interesting stuff in there. But I haven't even listened to any of them. I think I got like uh, like fifty or sixty of them from. Wow. Whether or not they were on credit. Ah. They were on what? Craigslist. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right, I have a question for you. I have never asked you, of all the transcripts that you have, which are the ones you consider most rare, most valuable, uh, superlative in any terms? Well, I, I, you know, the, the same stuff that everybody looks for, like, you know, the shadow and... and uh, you know things like that, and then I do have. I've got a bunch of all the all of the the uh, the Amos and Andy's ones that I have that are that are like from the late twenties are ones kind of in circulation anyway. And I found those with a bunch of seventy eight RPM records of all of things, and you know, and they're so those are those are. I've gotten a lot of a lot of things that I think are like kind of unique. I was at one of our radio swap meets and and. During the World Fair in 1939, a radio station in, in Buffalo sent a reporter out here to to cover the the World Fair and you know on Treasure Island in San Francisco, and they actually mm-hmm. recorded the trip out to Treasure Island on the boat on a transcription, and somehow the station's recording 
because there's a Buffalo station, ended up staying here, and I that just showed up at one of the radio meets, and the guy had no way to play it, and he had that, and um, there were a couple of Roy Rogers shows and some other stuff in there from the 50s, but just this little stack of like, you know, eight or ten transcriptions, and uh, I said, oh, these are pretty neat, and he goes, yeah, I don't have any way to play them, and I said, well, you know, Surprise. we negotiated a price, and I ended up mm-hmm. you know, making copies of them for him, and yeah, so. How many radios do you have, the old radios? Oh, gee. Uh, probably, I would have to say without knowing exactly, your this is going to sound insane, somewhere between two and three hundred. This is insane. <laughs> I'm, uh, I didn't realize the insanity ran that broad. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, maybe under those circumstances, it's unreasonable to ask this, but I will do it anyway. Of the two to three hundred radios, which one would make a collector look twice? I, the the best, the biggest. Again, in superlatives, the rarest, the biggest, the best, the most popular, just anything. Well, the, you know, the, it's kind of like some of the some of the the. The really old stuff is, you know, is is it's more desirable, but completely impractical to use. It's just from a from a, a technology timeline standpoint, it you know, they fall into a, you know more a more unique place. The thing that the things that people like the best are things like I've got a the Charlie McCarthy radio, which has a little little you know version of Charlie on the front of it. People look at that, and, you know, it's something that they can identify as you know more than just a radio but you know a lot of the a lot of the other ones because of the, as long as I since I've been collecting so long things that are kind of you know more common I don't I don't pay it as much attention to anymore yeah because I've I, you know you it's, it's like anything when you've seen 10 of something you don't you don't get as excited as as uh mm-hmm. you know. I didn't know about the Charlie McCarthy radio I didn't know them well. I guess there are had, quite a few, quite a few million things that, I don't know uh, about. That came out in 1949. It's a Hopalong Cassidy radio, also, and it's just a little metal table radio with a like um an embossed front that has you know hoppy, and it was basically meant to be a radio to be used in a kid's bedroom, and it has a a little an antenna that goes with it, which you basically would like you would lay on the table near it. But it's it's uh, it's shaped like a, a lariat, even though it's a wire. It's meant to look like a little you know uh-huh. little lariat, and you would lay that just you know somewhere near the radio. And, and you know. so there's what, things like that. Was... There was a there was a, a Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer radio. Oh, oh wow. my goodness, we were talking about Rudolph all this week. Um, these were uh, the. I want to go back to Charlie McCarthy and uh, the Gene Autry one. What kind of price would they have gone for, and when were they put out? Well, the, the Charlie McCarthy one was made in 1938, 39, and it was okay. probably oh then when it was new, it was probably like eight or nine dollars, maybe twelve dollars. Boy, that's a lot of money for that time. Well, that was actually about what an uh, an average an average table radio would cost. It, you know, it was one of those things where 
I don't know that it would have been considered, uh, you know, in a literal sense, a kids' radio by the late forties, like when the you know when the when the hockey radio came out. That you know uh-huh. everybody had. I think at that point, most people had you know a couple radios. They'd have like a, a radio in their kitchen, and then you know one in the living room, and mm-hmm. possibly if you were slightly more affluent and you you know you had kids, your kid would have you know one of the one of the theme radios in there. And in the collecting circles, those are what's called a novelty radio because it has a you know a cool provenance type thing. It you know advertised a program or a product. Like there's a radio that was made that looks like a little Coca-Cola cooler from the time, same time period. Hmm. That's collectible for both people that are, because Coca-Cola items are, you know, big collectible, like, you know, the, yeah. the trades and advertising. Don, if you were, so if you were selling off, if you were selling off your collection, how popular would the kids' radios or the novelty radios be with prospective collectors? Well, those actually have ended up being—they've they, ended up being a lot more popular than than uh, you know some of the some of the because a floor model radio you can most people they want a radio and they want a you know one like say to play MP3s through or. Or, you know, and, and nowadays you, you can listen to talk radio on them, and that's basically what a lot of people will do with them is, you know, so you'd have, you know, a person will have, like, a radio as a, you know, as part of the decor in their house, not mm-hmm. off the deep end like me and have, I mean, of the two to 300 radios that I have, probably close to 200 of them are, are floor model ones, and I actually need to I need to thin those because I kind of went a little ridiculous. But it was mainly because a friend of mine that moved from from here in Silicon Valley to to Fallbrook, which is down in Southern California, not too far from from San Diego or Oceanside. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an apartment building here, and he was using the garages there to store his too many radios he bought and he put the apartment building up for sale and he said you know i need to get all of those radios out of there and i can't really decide whether i want to rent a u-haul truck and move them all down here or if i want to give them to the radio club and we went back and forth and before i knew it i was going well mike if you know if we with the price it makes sense to both of us i'll i'll take all of them and and so i spent an entire weekend and Two loads in a 16-foot moving truck, moving all these radios. So he is right. no longer he is lo- no longer out of hand with his hobby. He just passed it off to you. Well, that's kind of it. Although I'm sure that he's probably got at least as many radios still. In fact, he had to when he down there. It's it's interesting because the house that he bought in Fallbrook, he bought it. And the person that had built it was the actor that played Chewbacca in Star Wars. Oh my goodness! And so it's 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 a pretty nice house, but it wasn't all of his toys. So he had to build this really nice Spanish style, basically the equivalent of a six car garage for the cars that he took in his radios. So the the outbuilding is as big as the house. 
I think we're into guy things again. Well, Fallbrook, because I've been there, Patricia, is known to raise avocados. And so a lot of people who move Fallbrook, they love to raise avocados, and they have, they got some land down there. So yeah, Well, somebody is, somebody is planting radios. <laughs> well, and, and, and this guy also likes horses, and so that, uh-huh. that was the other reason that he moved there was because he could get the, the property's like six acres, and I think he's got a couple horses, and... And I don't think so he can grow radios and he's got loads of fertilizer. Yep, so his, right? barn, his barn could be with the horses and, and have radios with the barn, Patricia, I guess. Well, I mean, if he's growing radios, now he's got built-in fertilizer. Sure, <laughs> oh, you, you know. But, um, no, it's... This it, is I good. Mean, you know, it's a... I think, uh, I guess it's, it's, it's a fun hobby. I think, actually, though, I... You know, when it comes to that, I... I all things being equal, since I've been doing the radio stuff so long, then at this point, you know, listening to the shows has kind of become more fun than just having the radios. But it's only because you know I've got so many. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't aggressively look for them as much as I used to because I, you know, how many does a person need? You certainly don't need as many yeah. as I've got. So, so did you start listening to the old radio show first before you started collecting? The old radios and the transcription, is that? Well, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. We had two or three FM radio stations, just like they did everywhere back yeah. in the 70s, when things kind of started, you know, getting popular. Well, basically about the same time you started collecting shows. Right. That, that played the shows, and it was kind of sort of concurrent with, with the radios, but not really, because at that time I was basically, you know, I was a teenager and didn't, you know, didn't a didn't have a, a place to put them other than in my bedroom and drive my parents nuts. Right. Of course, I did anyway. But mm-hmm. um, I didn't start probably doing doing it, you know, really aggressively till I, you know, moved out and was on my own. So you know, probably like say around twenty, and then from there until now. So you know, but no, I I, I can remember listening to all the all of this kind of the stuff that was you know that was. Or then, although if you if I had to think of anything specifically that I that I heard, it wasn't anything you know you know. Well, I remember the. Well, and of course, uh, at that time, you know, I I can remember not not being a regular listener to, but listening to both the you know the Mutual Radio Theater, CBS Mystery Theater, when it was the radio. So. Well, I well I remember. Just a big station in Sacramento on, the, on Saturday nights, that AM way down at the other side of the dial. That's all they did, they play old-time radio show from 6 to midnight on a Saturday night. You could get them all the way down down here. You know, that was in the early 80s or so. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. oh, it's, you know, I mean, it's, but, I, but uh, you know, I think, in fact, that's the one thing, if anything, that I that I kind of regret not doing, even knowing about, you know things like Spurzak and some of the other mm-hmm. OTR conventions is not, you know, not getting more involved in doing that. There were more people to go and see. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of it's sort of dwindling at this point, but yeah, it's still something that I definitely want to want to do at least once, especially since I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I keep going. Well, Gene, I could. In fact, one of the guys that was a member of. Uh, 
the club down there, the Southern California Antique Radio Society, actually did a little, like, a mini documentary that they ran on DS. And he went to, you know, a couple of the spurred back things and shot a little bit of footage that's in the, you know, in the, in the um, thing he did about, about radio. Yep. So... In fact, I, it's got Bob Lyons in it and a couple other people are in there that he talked to and some shots <laughs> doing sound effects and stuff, you know. That sounds great. Well, Don, I've got lots of trivia questions and I've even got Christmas trivia questions. Are you in the market for any? Oh, I think I could probably try and tackle a radio question, I guess. I don't... A radio question. We want to yeah. bypass... I cast the Christmas stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't Let know. Me see here. Well, you know what? You knew the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. I should give that to you. Well, that was. Just I think. A, I mean, like I say, the minute you, the minute you said it, and I was going, "What the heck was the name of it?" And it just popped <laughs> into my head. So who knows where. Because you heard Patricia ask me that same question over the last two years, and, and, and I, I stump on it three out of the four times. That's the problem. Yep, and it, it just it just makes me smile that you do that because I mean, if, if somebody says, "Well, in 1776, George Jones, who was a soldier with the," <laughs> well, <laughs> the and you can repeat it seven years from now. You cannot remember the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. Or, or else, Don, you've it just cracks me up. Or else, Don, you've read enough peanut, co- peanut comic strips over the years to got it memorized. Who knows? I know. Well, I never did I love peanuts. I could probably remember it from one of the, the Charlie Brown TV specials. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Don, and, I, you know, I've got... I will watch just every once in a while on YouTube just for the fun of it. You know, like, I can I got in a, a, a kick, and it's probably within the last year where I I, mean, I want to watch the, ho- uh, the the Halloween one. Or, yep, you know, yep. You know, or yep. you know, the Christmas one, and, and of course all that stuff is on YouTube. Yep. The problem, of course, with YouTube is if you get started, you can. it's a good way to, before you know it, you've been sitting there looking at stuff for three hours. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You can kiss your life goodbye if you get hooked into uh, into YouTube. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. It's easy to find stuff. I mean, you, you know, all you got to do is kind of get close with a title, and before you know it, you're going to trip across whatever it was. Um, I know. It really is unfair that they put all of these related items up there along the right-hand side in the column on the right-hand side. You put in two words and you get 4,000 hits. So, all right, what kind of radio show would you like, Don? Before you know it, like you say, two or three hours are gone. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. What kind of radio show would you like? Oh, you know, and I've been listening and you've mentioned other stuff that I... I thought, gee, that would be cool to have, but when when I'm sitting here on the phone, I'm going, oh, now I have to. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. Uh, what would be good? What would are, be are you into sports? Are you a sports person? Oh, uh, yeah, but not really. I'm not as, as you know, gung-ho about it as, as Walden is. I mean, I, you know. I, <laughs> I, in, a, in a week or two, I'm going to have a huge file of baseball World Series games that date back to 
Mm. I can tell he's really excited I about know. it here. Well, I'm thinking, I'm going, you know, gee, that's something, though, that, you know, I, I, I could listen to and then I could, you know, share with other people, too. So, it, it, you know, it's... It, okay. No? How, how long have you been listening and saying, oh, that sounds pretty good? Well, I remember you mentioning your computer ate them. Yep. That was the baseball one, yes. Where are, where is that file? Where, are, <laughs> where is it? Where is it? It took me two days to create this file. All right. Well, we've got the baseball. We've got Nightbeat, um, Lux Radio Theater. We've got some boxing in there. Cavalcade of America, Groucho Marx, You Bet Your Life. Got loads of comedies. Got uh, a bunch of the detectives. Actually, How am I doing? Maybe the maybe the theater stuff would be good. I've you know I've always enjoyed those when I've heard them, so that would be a good a good thing. Lux, you said Lux Radio Theater. Lux, yeah, that would be good. Oh, Lux, okay. Because I'm gonna mess with others. Okay, Lux Radio Theater, it is. I will do that. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. I've been, I've well, been gosh, it is so last batch of. I was doing that, you know, interspersed with work. So well, I think that's a fair distribution of time. Good. That's, that's a fair distribution of time. Well, I am so happy that you called in because we haven't heard from you for a while. This is Don from California, and he is one of our MIAs, and you finally showed up, and I'm so pleased that you called. Thank you. Well, I hope everybody had a, a good Christmas and had, you know, I, 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 like, I, I know what you got to... Yeah, and you got a new caller the other night. I know. To the uh-huh. armchair cowboy. Yeah. 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 We're doing good on that. Yeah. We're doing we're good. Doing, we're doing good. We are doing good. Anyway. Okay, Don, I got well, some. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go away. I got something okay. here. You are at the right time frame. How about an all-star Christmas with Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, The Platters, Rosemary Clooney, Gene Autry, and Montevani? Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, a winner. You are a winner. We have. We're all this time, and I just did the well. Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. <laughs> yep. You, you hit the time just right. So this is good. You are number two winner for tonight, and I will be happy to include that in your package. Okay. We got special prizes this week. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful that you were with us long enough that you recognize that this is a special prize. We had special prizes each night for four nights in a row. Yeah, I'm all nine. I heard you were talking to Lynn the other night when he called in too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, we were talking to Lynn about it. So, so that's it. You got a special prize plus your Lux Radio Theater. How can you go wrong? What a deal. <laughs> Such a deal. Such a deal. So, this is cool. Okay. I, I, will, I will get it out to you in your envelope. Okay. Sounds good. All right, John. Thank you a bunch for calling. It really is good to hear from you. All right. You have a good rest of the show. No. Keep listening, and who knows if you don't go off the air and I think of something particularly intelligent to say, I could call back. You bet. Or I'll call us Saturday. Yeah. Either yeah, way. We'll then. be here Saturday and Monday. Okay, well. All right. Good to talk to everybody. And Same here, Don. And all that, so I'll, I'll oh, it's always good to talk to, the, to you. To the next caller. Sounds great, Don. Right, always good care. to talk to you. Thanks, Don. Bye. Bye-bye. 
He's a good guy. He's a good guy, and even he's a gooder guy because he knew that Daisy Hill puppy farm when our Walden did not. I know. I know. I'm going to tell you, and I won't remember them either. I'm going to tell you his brothers and sisters. Okay. Brothers and sisters were Bill, Spike, Olaf, Marbles, Molly, Rover, and Andy. With all of these colorful names, he's got Rover in there. Hmm. But Olaf would show up every once in a while. He's a big puppy. <laughs> he's big. <laughs> he's really round. He's a round puppy, and he's all grown up. So those are his, his and I don't expect you to remember them. I just thought it would be nice for you to know that I found his brothers and sisters. Patricia, yeah. Patricia <laughs> had her friends, the Peanuts. The Peanuts, yeah. yeah. I, I like Peanuts. The yeah. philosophies in there are so good. All right, do you know who hated to be kissed by Snoopy? Oh, let me think, let me think, let me think. I remember watching that. Let me think. Um, wow, wow, wow. I see here. Let's go with Lucy. That's exactly right. Yeah. Snoopy Dan Pelt. She would, yeah. she would, Snoopy yeah. would run by and give her a kiss. Smooch. And she'd smack her hands yep. up to her face and scream, My lips touch, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Uh, Great line. Oh, my goodness. I miss Charles Schultz. Uh, I, was wondering, uh, I was wondering how many papers are carrying the reprints of them now. You know, I, I don't I, know, but I'll bet it's a big number. I bet. And they, they look peculiar because they were his earlier drawings. Mm -hmm. They started at the beginning, and the characters evolved over time. So the ones in the newspapers now look... I don't want to say amateurish, but they they don't have the richness that the later cartoons had. Yep. Charlie yep. Charlie is kind of simple. It's a and well, all of his characters were simple drawings. They they weren't exactly the Mona Lisas, but they were they they developed personalities that you could detect in the drawings later on, and they weren't so much there in the earlier strips. So oh, I comparing them is fun. Yeah, I wonder one. Peanut hit a strive, I guess. It might have been in the 60s, I guess. You know? I don't know. Well, 714 545 We have a, a peanut set to help us on the road to Charlie Brown. We'd love to hear from you. Now, you tripped over your own phone number. Do it again. 714 Yes, you started talking before you <laughs> before you finished your numbers. You good thing you were, your numbers. Good thing you were paying attention because I wasn't even my 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 numbers were coming out. My my boy, brain boy. wasn't working. You know, you, you talk like you're on ice skates sometimes. You just slide right into the next sentence. Do, I mean, do, you do, just do, go do, crashing do, into do. the next the next. And I mean, it's, it's the transit. Everybody follows your transition, but I don't know how. 714-545-2071. Give us a call right now. We love to hear from you. That's what Patricia means, because I can keep going and going. Yeah, but you, you chop, sometimes you chop off words and mm -hmm. start a whole new thought. Yep. But we all know what you chopped off. I don't understand that. <laughs> we, we know what you almost finished. 
Well, my mother said my dad talks in half sentences, and I, I don't, and I know what he's talking about. So I have to explain to my mom what dad trying to say, what dad meant means by because I can interpret half, half sentences. So maybe I picked it up that way. I think you and your dad share something. <laughs> and. And we understand, too. It, that's scary uh-huh. that we understand. Wow. Okay, you want another question? Or you want oh, some useless I'll, but fun? I'd lo- love another question. You would love another mm-hmm. question. Okay, you've got three left. You've got your presidential question, your presidential quote, and Walden's brain teaser. Now, the family, Don, thanks to Don, helped me out with the uh, puppy farm here, and we got much work. So do, are we two for two if I count Don? Boy, you're an operator. <laughs> no, you cannot have it because no. I mean, this is not this is not the television show. What do they call it? Cash cab, I think, where they they get into a cab and they think they're going to uh, their hotel, and uh, it turns out to be da 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 da. They're getting questions, and they're allowed to ask somebody on the phone. They get one phone call, and they get one. Sir, sir, help them over to the side. I mean, can you imagine going up to a cab with somebody yelling at you and from oh, don't think so. But they get them and they'll ask the most esoteric questions. Um, and so, no, you may not do that. You may not stand here and yell, sir, sir. I'm sorry, you did not get the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm? You may not have the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. So you are one for two. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Boo Boo, you 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 control the game. So let's see here. I had presidential presidential quotes and a brain teaser, right? Correct. As a medium choosy roll. Um, chocolate, caramel. Uh, let's go with the presidential quote. The presidential quote. I know only two tunes. One of them is Yankee Doodle, and the other one isn't. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge. Nope. This one surprised me. Most of them do. Hmm. Hmm. Teddy Roosevelt. Nope. I'll, I'll give you one more. You've only got, what, 41 left? Mm-hmm. Well, I know it's not Barack Obama. No, it is not Barack Obama. And I know it's not George W. Bush. It is not George W. Are you telling uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to eliminate it until I have a one out of 39 chance. Yeah, you and Oscar. Mm-hmm. No, you may not do an Oscar Levant. You must take one president. And I hope Joyce H- and I hope Joyce H. Bush gets out of the hospital soon. Hope oh uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. he's really been through his paces yeah. on this one. Yeah. Let's see here. So we can eliminate Joyce H. Bush and Joyce W. Bush and let's see here. And we know You must choose one. No, you must Choose one. And we know it's not Harry Truman. You must, you must choose one. And we know because he played the Missouri Waltz on the piano, so we know he know more than Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, uh, 
Which one of our pregnant with tone deaf? <laughs> oh, there's nothing in here that says whether or not he's tone deaf. He just doesn't have a great repertoire. He knows two songs. One of them is Yankee Doodle and the other one isn't. Got a sense of humor, anyway. Oh, I see. Yankee Doodle Dandy. One with that written. Let's see here. Uh, that would be Joyce M. Cohan song. Well, he made no, no, famous. no, no, no. This is no. That's it's saying he he wrote "I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy," mm -hmm. and this one is "Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony." Oh, can you can you give me the rest of the verse? Maybe I can think about it. Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his hat, and called it macaroni. Yeah, what's the second verse? How do I know? Why did that? Well, then pick a president. You're off on the on the side road here. You're on a service road, and I'm still on the main road mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. I'm just stalling. Come back to the main road. I'm Come just. Back. I know you are. I'm just stalling. I know you have to pick a president. I know only two tunes. One of them is Yankee Doodle, and the other one isn't. How about Ulysses S. Grant? That's exactly right. What made you pick him? Uh, the brain finally kicked in because I remember hearing the hear, hearing that long that question. I just had to let my brain soak it up, and so I stalled enough until it came through. I wouldn't have picked Grant for well. This is kind of dry humor, and yeah. I I wonder if someone had asked him about music in his background, and that was probably an answer as opposed to a voluntary statement. Well, considering dry sense of humor, he probably was lifting something up to, uh, while he was toting the. Uh, the song. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just wouldn't have picked him as a person with a sense of humor, so it must be attached to some yeah. other event. All right, now, here's here's a, a second question, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you full credit for that one. I will give you a bonus point if you get this one. Mm -hmm. What was Grant's full name? You will see... S. Grant. The S was just an initial. That was Harry who had S as an initial. Mm-hmm. Nobody else did. So was Ulysses Sam Grant? No. His full name. Yeah. And I'm going to ask this again. Yeah. We'll have a test on this down the line. His full name was Hiram Ulysses Simpson Grant. Wow. That's a lot of handle. Hiram was Hiram. a pretty popular name at one time, wasn't it? I mean, you've, you heard more than one person use that as a first name, but I can't think of who else at the moment. Hiram. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are you thinking Hyman Brown? But no, but there was a Hiram. Yes, there was. I don't know why. Hiram. In, I, in radio, there was a Hiram. Wasn't there a writer or something what? that used that harem or a politician? I don't know. Well, I will find it one of these days. But anyway, one we did have Grant's days. we did have Grant's full name one night. Perfect. So we're going to have it again. Harem oh, Ulysses Simpson Grant. You are what? the recyclable, adorable one. No, I found this when I was looking for his quote, uh -huh. and just now I 
I remembered as we were talking about Hiram, 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 mm. I think we had this one a long time ago, just as a, like maybe one of the useless but fun yeah. pieces yeah. of information. Yeah. It wasn't in your question. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you've got two. You want to save them or you want them now? Let's go for them. All right. right. Go for them. Which, which one would you like? The presidential question. We've got Walden's presidential question and Walden's brain teaser. Let's go with the brain teaser. The brain teaser is, in the Red Sea, if you throw a white rock into the Red Sea, what happens? Hmm. Well, Moses took the stick and split the, the Red Sea. What will you do with a white rock in the Red Sea? Walden is thinking. We don't have dead air. He's thinking. We have to train the brain to make little noises. Uh, yeah, sure, you on the rocks? No. Did you really say that? Yeah, I did. This is my brilliant Walden. I know. If you... I will give this to you if someone calls in with the correct answer. I will give it to you this time. So somebody has to bail you out on this one. What happens when you throw a white rock into the Red Sea? Somebody's going to help you. I don't know. Hello there. What do you think? Uh, it's a one. I think you get a splash. You, you think you get a flash? A splash. Well, that's a pretty literate answer. Patricia, would you accept that? Nope. Oh, Patricia, that's, that's not nice. I know. That's, that's well, I'm sorry. That's, get a splash. I know. Water. That's not the answer. That okay. is not the answer. Well, let somebody else that help me not out. not the answer we're okay. going for. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Good, good. That's a good try. That's a good try. Now, somebody else help me out. 714-545-2071. Come on, family. <laughs> you have to bail him out. What happens when you throw a white rock into the Red Sea? I like Edward's answer. That's pretty good. Um, <sighs> hmm. We'll put this one on hold. Oh, maybe we're going to get an answer. Okay. Somebody's going to bail you out. What do we think it is? I, th I think it'll sink. That's exactly right. Who is this? Ralph. 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 Oh, bless your heart. You just bailed Walden out. How are you? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I'm very busy today. And a flat tire on my wheelbarrow. Oh, uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. I was too busy with my with my wheelbarrow and my wood pile. I <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry about your wheelbarrow. When you get a flat tire with a wheelbarrow, 
how do you repair it? Well, f first I, I took the uh, the whole wheel off the wheelbarrow and inflated the tire full of air, and then I stuck it in the uh, soapy water and found the leak. Right. Which was in the sidewall, and a sidewall puncture is probably the hardest thing you could try and patch. So I went to the hardware store and I bought a tube for it. I put a, an inner tube. Uh-huh. And it works fine. Good. Very excellent. Now, my next question would have been, how can you get a side puncture on a wheelbarrow? What did you hit? No, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a very, very thin wall tire. And it, mm -hmm. they just sort of stretched out, you know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. So even bumping it up against the wood pile might have done it. The tiniest little leak that you could possibly have, it would take it about a month to go flat. That's how small. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, the inner tube should work just fine. Well, I have to tell you about my chicken homework. Yes. My chicken homework. I went and looked for double yolks and twin chicks and all sorts of stuff like that there. There have been twin, twin, twin chicks have been born from a single egg, and they almost always require a double yolk because the yolk supplies the food for the chicks. Yeah, it is apparent. Yeah, it is apparent. That was a good thought. I wondered about that. Yeah, well, I bet it's very rare to have two of them hatch because there is so little room in there, and the yolks, when you get a double yolk, they're usually smaller than a single yolk would be. You know, it's a, a two single... Wow. Uh -huh. ...can run out of food, and two things well, typically they, happen. They live off of that... Uh they well, live off the yolk. The egg is, I, I take it. Yeah, well, the, the yolk is their source of food, and that's where the umbilical cord locks into. And so while they're forming, yeah, they, they absorb the yolk, and that's why there's no yolk in the egg when the chickies come out. So what I, they I said... Where are you chicken master? Oh, please, I'm not even finished yet. I mean, I really did my whole...